Welcome to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast, the place to grow and scale profitable practices with your show hosts, Huyen Truong and Steve Tate. Hello and welcome to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast, the first Australian healthcare marketing podcast channel designed to help motivated practitioners implement clever, effective marketing ideas to grow and scale their practice. We are your hosts. I'm Stephen Tate. And we're in Chilong. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and thank you for joining us today. We've got a wonderful topic. We're excited for today's podcast. We have a special guest with us, Mr. Stuart Hayes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, now, Stuart, we know you uh, for a while now, but our listeners, this might be the first time getting a chance to meet and introduce to you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, I've been a podiatrist since, I think it was late 1994. Um, I've pretty much always worked for myself, worked in a few centres. Um, and about two and a half years ago, I yeah decided to rebrand my myself into a into a practice name called Orthotic Solutions Podiatry and Huen has been helping me throughout that process. Oh great. Yeah, we're coming to our listeners here from your office in Bondi in uh, Sydney, Australia. One of the offices. One of the offices. Yes, we'll get to that in a second. Um and so what are some of the uh services that you offer here? Uh we analyze the way people walk, the way they run to work out if they've got any foot conditions that can be affecting their knees, their their legs, um, their lower back, and causing ailments and injuries uh, when they are doing their exercise. We provide footwear advice, exercise prescription, orthotic advice um, and prescription, whether they be custom-made or generic devices that you can get on the day. It all depends on on the, each individual case. Right. And you've been working in this field how long now? Since 1994. 1994. Excellent. So a long time. So we've got a wealth of information today on the uh, program. So thank yep. you very much for joining us. Pleasure. Uh, today we're going to look at a couple of topics. Uh, one in particular, as it relates to your practice in particular, is scaling a medical practice. Uh, because this particular location isn't your only location, is it? No, it's not. Um, it's actually, I was in this building since 1996. Mm-hmm. I've just been on, I'm, I'm on a different floor now. Sure. Um, and the actual first orthotic solutions podiatry clinic opened up in Maroubra in May 2016. Yeah. yeah. So two, it's been over two years now. Um, and it's, getting busier every week, which is good. I'm sure. Obviously, I don't want it to go the other way. Correct. Um, so, and I've got some good team members there who are helping to grow the business. And we've, since then, we've been asked to work in other centres as a uh, health space at Roselle uh, is where we do some consulting as well. And just recently, we joined South Sydney Sports Medicine Centre at Kensington to offer our biomechanical services to to their patients as well. Great. Well, could you tell us a little bit about, about the first clinic 
The the one that started it all. The one that started it all is, is at Maroubra. It's mm-hmm. on Anzac Parade, and it's a full service clinic. So at that clinic, we also offer general podiatry. So people who come in to have their nails, corns, calluses, warts, that type of stuff treated. Mm-hmm. Uh, my team members do that uh, there as well, and that cl- clinic was set up to be a bit of a flagship clinic. So if, if somebody needs to have their nails repaired or, or some callus or corn debrided, we can do that there, whereas I can't offer that service at every clinic because sure. you need to have an autoclave and sterile instruments sure. and everything like that. So sure. it gets quite expensive to have that at every clinic. Yeah. Yep. So to have it at one is right. a is a preferred option. So then was expanding the number of clinics then always a part of the plan? Actually, no. You tend, I tended to fall into that. <laughs> um, the plan was to have the clinic at Maroubra, have myself consulting in Bondi Junction, mm-hmm. and grow, grow both of those from that. Um, but then people invite you to come and work with them because they hear good things about you uh you kind of if ah uh, it's not that i feel obliged to do it it's just that if they're looking for someone it's either me or my team members or they will find someone else sure so i'm kind of preventing somebody else going in there who may be quite good at what they do and also quite driven, and then all of a sudden I've got a bit of a competitor right in my back, right in my backyard. Right, right. And I, and I don't really want that. Right. Um, yeah, but but our big thing is we we provide great service. Even my team members who have got a, a significantly less experience than myself, we've got great reviews and great feedback from our patients, and it's all about providing a great service, and then people return, people have. Uh, tell their friends and mm-hmm. tell other people. Now that seemed to be two practices. You've got a third clinic. The third one at Kensington. Yeah. And well, the the ones at Kensington and Roselle are sharing rooms with other health practitioners, right. physios, chiropractors. Right. So it's a room lease arrangement. So right. I, I have it on a on a certain day. The room is mine to use, and I can see the patients there. Sure. You've grown to these three locations quite quickly in two years. Uh, can you maybe speak to sort of that that growth, that management of that growth? I couldn't do it without the website help, without the SEO help, um, without the Google anal- Analytics help because that stuff's all gobbledygook to me. Sure, sure. Um, I need I need assistance with that, and I've got no problem. Um, paying people for their expertise because I, I get frustrated when people ring me up and they want, want want me to help them but they don't want to pay for my time I get yeah it's a it's a world where you've got to you got to earn a buck and you've got to pay a buck sometimes to get the expert help yeah sure so to do that um, has taken website upgrades all the time constant development of um, pages and rewording things and chains and uh, it's all this stuff that I don't know about. Why I pay you in and to do it. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but it's, yeah, I couldn't do it without it yeah. because people, I have people travel from all over Sydney to come and see us on the basis of our website. Yeah, people, right. We're in the eastern suburbs primarily. 
Right. And I've got people travelling from Belfield, Manly, Narrabeen, um, Kashula. People travelling all the way from that near Liverpool. Right. Travelling 45, 50 minutes on the M5 to come and see us <laughs> at Maroubra. Right. So, yeah, um, and that's all on the basis of our website and our information and the service that we provide. Well, the heart, though, you bring up an interesting point that it's recognising your own limitations and finding the people who have the skills that you don't have to help and foster and develop your business. Yep. This is an era where it's all about the internet. People don't ask a friend or ask their GP, who should I go and see? Hmm. They jump online, they post a question to whatever site they're on and in 35 seconds they've got 17 different responses sure or some of them may be the same response but it's just a word of mouth tool that is instantaneous right and for me to navigate that with my expertise in podiatry is silly yep it's quite laughable that people try and do it themselves um because they'll end up with a second-class site and they'll end up with second-class data or um, information or people searching for them and they end up wasting money. Right, right. Well, let's, I mean, let's speak a little bit about the digital marketing that you are doing here. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about some of the methods that you're currently using? Okay, it is using the correct phrases and terms on your website Mm -hmm. there is no point having just a phrase podiatrist or podiatry or foot pain in there if not many people are searching it right so if people are doing their searches for children's flat feet you've got to have those phrases on your website in certain number of pages to have the traffic being directed to your website yeah and that is stuff that Huen has educated me on because I basically just thought you could have whatever phrases you wanted and <laughs> right. people would find you. Right. But it's a it's a different world now. Sure. Um, so we're doing that. We also have a Google AdWords campaign, but that is, I would say, spending 50, 60, 70% less than what we used to oh, because right. the SEO side of it, so the organic searches yep. is now far superior than the paid listings and the paid ads that right. we have. Great. So, I, you know, I just looked, I used to spend something like $3,000 a month. I'm now yeah. spending this month's bill, just, just hit my credit card, it was $480. Wow, right. And, yeah. and in terms of leads and conversions, it's... Well, the, the paid, to so say the AdWords campaign, um, it's pretty much sits at a constant level now yeah right but i've gone from spending two or three thousand down to yeah it's look to be honest this month was a little bit quiet june is always quiet because they're sure. financial year <laughs> people sure. have other things <laughs> other, other searches to do uh, on the internet um so they focus elsewhere but it's on average it's about six to seven hundred dollars each month which is still a huge drop from the two to three thousand that it used to be great uh, I mean, what are some of the challenges uh, that you had sort of with this digital marketing environment? How to put 
phrases into a web page so it still makes sense. Right. Keyword rich. Keyword, yeah. Right. Sports podiatrist Sydney or foot pain Sydney. You've got to put those phrases in there. And to be honest, I find it frustrating, but you've got to play the game. Yeah, sure, sure. You've got to... You got to have that stuff in there, and if you don't, um, other people will. Right? Were there any mistakes you made along the There's way? Always mistakes. Okay, sure. <laughs> sure. Anybody who says they don't make mistakes is having themselves on. Um, you've just got to be aware of those mistakes, and and also when people point them out to you, take that on the chin and modify things and adapt, and don't make that mistake again. <laughs> sure. sure. For, if you don't learn from it, you. You're insane. Yeah, sure. No, fair enough. I mean, uh, how important has it been for you sort of adapting these more modern uh, marketing techniques? It's very important, but I'm I'm old school. I'm 45 years of age. I, I remember when there was no internet. Sure. Um, sure. So for me to have to delve into it and to get my head around it. And God, I've even, we've even got a Facebook page now that I'm managing every so often. And I'm not privately on Facebook. So it's right. stuff that I have to be in the game. Right. Yeah. So you feel comfortable now taking this on? Uh, oh, look, because, well, I have to because I'm not at a point where I can employ a social media person sure. to manage that, even if it was once a week or once a month, but if you do it once a month, well, then you're not actually, there's no point doing it. Sure. But I, I don't have the resources at the moment or the demand or the turnover to employ someone, but I would like to get there. Yeah. And Rome wasn't built in a day, so you've just got to gradually get there, hopefully. Which is very helpful for our listeners because a lot of people would probably share a similar feeling as you, that they're very time poor and don't have the time to sort of invest. How did you get from someone who maybe doesn't know Facebook or didn't really invest in it very often to someone who felt comfortable doing it on their own? Huena's help okay. told me what to sure. spend money on. Also, one of my previous staff mem- members, Vanessa, had yep. helped me out a lot as well. Right. Um, steered me through things and gave me little tips to say that you can actually put up a post and set up another post to open up three days later and set yep. up another one to open up five <laughs> days after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, things like that, to navigate through that right. is is essential. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's something that you do have to set aside time for. Mm. Um, and quite similarly, I've got three young kids at home <laughs> <laughs> between six and one, so it's very hard <laughs> to find that time. Well, the yeah. six-year-old must be uh, fluent in Facebook by now. No, actually, I, I like my kids to be off <laughs> sure. uh, off screens, and, sure. and they're not on there yet. Um, there is more to running around than, <laughs> than being on the screen, but sure. but it's getting your head around it takes time, and people who are in the medical world who have got their expertise may need to pay someone to train them a bit to do it. Yeah. Or to train their practice manager or their receptionist to do it mm-hmm. so that they can set aside two hours every week mm-hmm. to focus on that task. Sure. And now that you feel a lot more comfortable with it, how long would you say that you spend on it a, a week? Oh, I, look, to be honest, um, I need to do more. Sure. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not doing enough. Sure. But I tend to dabble in it so i did a some paid advertising on facebook and instagram the Mm -hmm. other day but 
um, we were busier for those two weeks that it was on, but the leads generated, I wasn't, nobody actually mentioned that they saw us on Facebook or Instagram, but we were busier right. during that period. So I don't know if those people actually subliminally just saw it in the background or they see our logo and then they chat to other people about it and mm. then they think, well, I was, I found you via my friends, but actually in the back of their mind, the branding was, was oh, already there. Yeah, planting the seed. Yeah, it's the branding right. that, that I, I understand. Um, and I don't mind spending a few dollars here and there where the logo and the brand and the message keeps on popping up. Right, right. I, I did learn a while back that, um, the brand and the image is not what I think it is. It's what other people think it is. It's what the public think of us. Sure, sure. Kind of like the banks at the moment are taking a bit of a hit. <laughs> right. um, it's not what they think their their image is. It's what the public thinks their Correct. image is. Correct. Yeah, sure. And you bring up an interesting point around branding and marketing the brand as something separate from marketing the service, as a lot of people do like to sort of market the service because that's where inherently the money looks like it is. Oh. But... You obviously. Oh, look, I. We're, we're doing both. Like, you, you've got to provide a good service. If you don't provide a good service and good follow up mm-hmm. and good aftercare, well, then there's no point initially doing the first service. Right. It's kind of like I. I laugh when people say, oh, the first impression is the most important impression. Well, the first impression is important, but if you don't back it up with a good second visit and a good third visit and a good fourth visit, the first one means nothing. Sure. You've got to have repeat level of service. Yep. Um, now, with the brand, the brand is what gets people to your door. It's what gets people to make the phone call. Right. Where they see it and they go, okay, I know that. I've got foot pain. Oh, I know that brand. I will go to it. Kind of like you think of toothpaste. People think of Colgate, AIM, and what are the other ones? Uh, yeah. Sensodyne. Sensodyne, yeah, but that's a specialist one. Yeah, true. So, yeah, so there's your branding. But yep. what's, what sets them apart? Is there any difference? Well, I've just said the Sensodyne one is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to grab is not to be the everywhere, but to be you want the, the best care, you want the best service, you want expertise, mm-hmm. you go to us. Right. That, that's the brand, right. and the service is what gets them back. Right. And uh, you find that now sort of these digital marketing techniques is effective for getting that specialist message out? Um, it's hard in the in the medical world. We've got lots of rules about what we can and can't say. Sure, um, we can say we have a special interest in orthotics, but I can't call myself an orthotics specialist. Yep, there are rules about all of that in the in the allied health space. Um, same as testimonials. If you you can't on your own website put up a testimonial, so you rely on your patients who are who are happy with you, um, jumping onto Facebook sites or Google sites and posting a review about you. Yep. That's actually um, permitted because where I'm not in control of what they say. Sure. But what I put on my own website, I am in control of. Yeah. So having a good digital presence um, allows people to find you from those Googles, Facebooks, Instagrams, those right. type of things. Great. 
Well, there's been a lot of great information here. Uh, could I trouble you for just one last little advice, maybe, that you'd have for any of our listeners out there, uh, healthcare practitioners who are sort of struggling with medical marketing? Uh, what to, maybe a tip or advice that sort of worked for you? Okay. You're an expert in your field. Mm. Stick to your field. Sure. <laughs> right. <Okay. laughs> sure. Stick to that. Don't try and do everything. You you will pay money to start with to get someone to re- redo your website or to redo your your pages so that you've got the correct phrases and you've got the correct wording in there and also your, your AdWords campaigns if you choose to do that or Facebook campaigns, whatever. But... Find the right person to help you through that process. Pay them for their time. Don't begrudge paying someone their bill because they've done work for you. And then you will find that there's a big hit and you get constant business after that. Yep. And then you just need little maintenance visits here and there and everything's fine. But, yeah, you're not an expert in digital marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Go and see someone who is. Good advice. <laughs> and a- excellent advice in general from someone who's seen their cost of uh, investing in this uh, marketing go down and yet still retaining uh, yeah. a high, a, an excellent level of engagement. We've such a small question uh, about uh, your experience selecting the right provider for uh, to have you with the digital marketing. I know you have some experience with uh, you know a couple of different suppliers and and can you tell the audience about what criteria is and then you know um, that yeah I've tried other businesses that um, for running the AdWords campaigns and those type of things and it was actually quite interesting that I looked at the data for the three months that I had this other company doing it and the leads to my business went down and right. they're supposedly the experts in in the AdWords campaign management and at the same time I had a, another campaign running against it that I was managing with NQN helped me set, set it up and said this is the way you've got to do this and that and I was beating this other company who were meant to be the right. AdWords experts. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and not by a little bit. Like we were getting... Ones to to four percent on the paid. I was paying someone else to get right. the conversion rate, and I was getting fifteen percent wow. conversion rate on right. the other one that I was managing. Right, with UN's help. Right, yeah. So get the right help. It's not that hard to manage it yourself after you've been trained a bit. You need to. Yeah, you do need to have uh, some training. Yeah. If you can do it yourself. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Stuart Hayes, thank you very much for joining us Not on the podcast channel today. Uh, this has been some excellent advice. If there's any of our listeners out there who are interested in joining the podcast and being a guest on the show, uh, that would be lovely. There's some links to uh, sending us uh, a, a form to register yourself as interested for joining us on the podcast. Fill that in. Uh, and if you had any questions or comments uh, about the podcast, maybe uh, your, your own questions for Stuart or uh, your own uh, sort of tips that you had for expanding your business, leave them in the comments section below. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, we look forward to chatting you with you next week. 
Thank you for listening to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast with Hu Yen Truong and Steve Tate. Be sure to check out the archive section on our website for previous episodes at onlinemarketingfordoctors.com slash podcast. And subscribe to the show so we can catch you at the next episode.